What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 112 of the CanadianGameDose.com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, one of the main dudes behind CanadianGameDose.com. Joining me, as always, is Brett from Vancouver. Yeah, what's up, everybody? And Stephen from, I actually don't know where you are right now, Stephen. I'm in Fergus, Ontario. Oh, Fergus! I went, yeah. I went to school in Guam. What are you doing in Fergus? That's where my parents are from. Oh! Well, that's not where they're from. That's where they live currently, and where I grew mm. up. Oh, cool. so, so you grew up in Fergus? Yeah. True. Yeah, I went to school in uh, Guelph, so I, I always drove through Fergus. I don't think I've ever actually spent any significant time in Fergus, other mm-hmm. than a few bookstores or and whatnot with my dad. But there you go. Um, yeah. And I'm in, and I'm in Toronto. Uh, for those unfamiliar, this is uh, CanadianGameDose.com is a website dedicated to games created in Canada, and uh, this is the weekly podcast uh, that we do to celebrate and talk about the games and people who make them and whatnot few kind of little tidbits of news i'm just i just gotta bring it up i'm i apologize ahead of time i'm just absolutely just so tired right now just we went to a barbecue and baptism and whatnot and little could use a little nap mm. so i want to pull up some of the things uh just as a friendly reminder we will be at eglx uh which is in october october 18th to 20th in downtown toronto we were there last year at the community room. We're going to be selling merch, uh, as well as just sort of have a last last year. I had like a place, like a TV there with a PlayStation, just for people to play games and you know swim by, say hi, whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. We'll be doing that. Another thing, um, we have a part on the website uh, for game dev jobs, and now if you go there, there's actually a link to another uh, website called Jubal, I believe, uh, that you can also check out some some jobs uh they put a link on our site we put a link on their site um and i'm trying to find the thing we're on the radio i believe we are mm-hmm. we are told that we're on the radio we are not this very instant but let me try i'm trying to find the mail um brett made it to the what how you doing while i try to find this mail why don't you why don't you i'm doing great you're doing great next <laughs> Steven, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really well. I'm having a nice weekend off before I hit the road again. So, yeah. Lots of sushi, lots of hanging out. We we are apparently on Radio 98.3 FM in Muskoka, Ontario. It's Interesting. CIIG Muskoka Information Radio. He says that he grabs a bunch of gaming podcasts and stuff and just kind of puts them on there. So, if you're if you're too, if you're there in the Muskoka region, Hmm. Maybe check out 98.3 FM. Maybe this guy is just pulling my chain, but it looked pretty legit. <laughs> I'll, I'll believe we have, him. Um, we, have to, we have to go to the region and just listen to radio. Yeah, maybe we should Steve make a... Well, we should do a Canadian Game Devs road trip up there. It sounds like a plan. There you go. You got to you gotta fly back to Ontario, though. I'm not, not driving all the way out there to pick you up. I'll probably just drive myself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a Do you have a car out there? Uh, I, I might be getting one in next month. Okay. Do you have your license? Yep. Yes, I have my license, Steve. Okay. All right. I have my passport too. I got. I got oh, all. Just... I'm kind of an adult, not really an adult, but I am. Are we? Are we? Are any of us really truly adults? Hmm. 
You know what? I've had this theory that even our own parents were never adults. They just thought they were because <laughs> they told us such things. Yeah, I feel like adulting is just a relative thing. It's just theoretical, man. It doesn't even exist. I mean, I have I have a lot of the same hobbies and interests that I did when I was 10 years old. I still wear Teenage mm-hmm. Mutant Ninja Turtle t-shirts and still would rather just be playing, you know, Sega Genesis with most of my time. Like, Yeah, I don't think we ever actually... I don't think... I don't think... I don't know, man. I have to read about this because I really don't think adulting is a thing. It's just like... I don't know. Something about it is just weird. That's fair. Like, because, like, do you think you become an adult because you all of a sudden start liking, like, politics? <laughs> <laughs> like, does that mean you're an adult now because you're paying attention to what's going on in your country? Or, like, what what is adulting? It's just, like, it, you're paying still a taxes. Kid. <clears throat> yeah, but you're still a kid. <laughs> like, yeah, like, even though I'm paying taxes, like, yeah, I still play games and I still do other weird things. So, I don't know. Hmm. That's a, a thing to ponder for another episode, I think. Yeah, maybe, maybe episode one thirteen. Are we adults? Are um, we ever really adults? No, I, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I just, we all just nap. I just, I want to take a nap right now. That's what some of the yeah. children. Do. That's what some of the babies do. But my my parents nap a lot too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, September twenty first, twenty second. There is the Hand Eye Society Ball, the tenth anniversary. It's going to be here in Toronto. Uh, there's also September twenty eighth. There's going to be a full indie summit uh, in Vancouver. Over you can go say hi to Brett. I don't know if he's. I don't know Brett if you actually want to go, but maybe just find I Brett. Be there. Uh, hit up a comedy club. Maybe you'll find Brett. Yep, I'll be. I'm. I, I will be at the thing. And uh, there's a few things going on in Hamilton and whatnot. We speak about them every episode on the podcast, but you can go to canadiangamedevs.com slash gamedev-events to find out more. Also, as a, I should have probably started this at the top, but patreon.com slash canadiangamedevs is how the site gets funded. We are fan-funded. Bless you, whoever's sneezing there. That's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of patrons, I believe she's a patron, right? She is. Yeah. Support. Thanks, Mom, for all your support. There you go. Um, you go to so you go to patreon.com slash Canadian Game Does. Uh, every every little bit helps. You get the podcast early. You get a few other things, uh, perks, including stuff on the Discord and freelancers page and whatnot. So hit us up, and uh, you know if if you don't have the means or don't have the wants to support us financially, that's fine. Make sure you just kind of share the site with your friends and and subscribe to us on on iTunes or whatever. Review us wherever you kind of listen to the podcast. Help spread the word of CanadianGameDoes.com. Brett, yo. Is there anything you want to hype up or anything like that? That's my dog barking nope. in the background. I got uh, nothing. Nothing. All right, Stephen. Yeah. Is there anything you want to hype up? Um, I feel like yeah. If we're doing the spring delay trip, so if you want to check out Remy Games on Facebook and Twitter, we're posting stuff there semi frequently. And then once we get back, we're gonna edit a bunch of videos together. Should be fun. How is the how is your little tour going? It's good. Um, we're finding like spooky haunted locations to because it's a horror game, and then we're like filming there and pe- piecing it together, talking to people there. We stayed at a a, a hostel in Ottawa that was a former prison, mm-hmm. so that was that was an experience. Like in jail cells, so it was weird. It was like a double bunk bed. Me and Reed, the guy I'm going with, stayed like overnight in this former prison. And they've done their best to like spruce it up, like painted the walls and stuff, but it is just cells. That's mm. probably the highlights so far from the trip. That's cool. Where are you going next? 
next we're going to Winnipeg. Um, we're going to talk to a couple people there, not trip-related, but our next stop will be Nanette, Manitoba, uh, mm-hmm. where there's a former asylum or sanatorium where they would hold tuberculosis patients at the turn of the 19th century. Cool. Yeah, so I talked to the person who owns that, and they're going to unlock it for us, let us in, run around, see everything. Apparently it's really spooky, so. Hmm. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Last thing I want to hype up, uh, I am streaming every day this month, although I'd say it will be a challenge if I if I can get to it, but twitch.tv slash Canadian Game Devs, playing uh, Canadian Game Games. I did, uh, I'll play, I'll, I'll talk more about it when we get to the, what we've been playing section, but I beat in Platinum the Messenger. And then, nice. uh, and then lately I've been playing NHL 10 because, or NHL 20 because it's on. Uh, I got like a 10 hour uh, demo on EA Access or whatever that I'm enjoying. Brett, one of our first mm-hmm. episodes with Steven, you mentioned that you were going to talk to EA yeah. about this whole like, how do they pay Austin Matthews for being the? So I figured it out. Okay. Oh, you, did you actually talk to anyone, or did you just ponder on it? No, I I looked around. Oh, there you go. So what's what's the, what's the verdict? So basically, you're so, wondering if Austin Matthews makes money being the spokesperson for this year's NHL game. So technically, he should, because so there's okay. The thing that there is there's the NHL PA, which is the Player Association, mm-hmm. and the NHL Player Association is like where all the rights for mm-hmm. character for players is. So like, if you want to license whoever. You have to do it through the NHLPA, so that's how it, that's how it actually works. So each character is individually licensed, or uh, sorry, each athlete can be individually licensed for certain things. Right. And so it's not like and like I think the team stuff is through the NHL. So like the like the logos and the organizational stuff that's all through the NHL, but all the character stuff is or player stuff is through the PA. So yeah, he gets paid for that. There you go. And so does that mean that like even Joe Schmo, who's in the NHL and, and you know, on just some team it's not a big guy, like he still gets paid for being in, in the so NHL twenty. Here's game? the thing here's the thing I don't know how that this part works yet is I don't think each individual player receives money for it. I think it goes into like a collective pool in the NHLPA. Mm-hmm. But like also, like those who are like on the actual cover, they I think get an actual bigger cut for it. Right, right. Because like that's why they do like even like uh, like legendary characters and stuff like that can be in the game now because of the whole PA because the PA owns like them. Very weird yep. way to put it, but yeah, that's why. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, what I thought because there is the NHLP like the Players Association, and I feel like I remember mm-hmm. hearing that it was like two separate bodies. Like there's the NF, there's the NHL itself, and that's the teams, that's the owners, that's the arenas, that's like the logos, and then there's like the players and. And that's that's like a completely separate thing, and you got to kind of work with both of them. And that's mm-hmm. where all the exactly. like, yeah, and that's where all the the CBA talk shit comes from, like why they go on strike or whatever, because the two of them can't agree on on like revenue from. They both have to coexist, yet they're like completely separate. Like you can't really do one, you can't really do anything without the other. Like it's not yeah. like like. Could you imagine a game that has like all the NHL teams and and logos and arenas, but none of the players? You'd like it would never happen. Yeah, exactly. So, so that yeah, that's like so that's pretty much how it all. I think all of it works. Now I don't under, I don't know a hundred percent of how uh, players get paid for it, or if it goes into a pool like a like a retirement fund kind of thing. You know, yeah, that everyone gets a part of. I don't know how that works yet. 
But yeah, that's how the contracts work. So there you go. Some strong still, journalistic uh, skills from Brett. Still, there's still some areas to dig in on that. But yeah, from what I was, what I've gathered from talking around is uh, that. Cool. Yep. I guess we could just go to news time then. News. Uh, number one. Yeah, number Ge- one. Here's five released this <laughs> week. Well, on X- on uh, if you have the Ultimate Edition or if you have Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate, you can you could have played on September fifth. It's out mm-hmm. on September tenth uh, for everyone else. Cold the Coalition of Vancouver based studios released uh, Gears Five, which is obviously the fifth game in in the popular Gears of War franchise. Uh, I haven't played it yet. I downloaded it. Haven't had a chance. Uh, quote, the world is crumbling, the swarm has corrupted the coalition's robot army and is descending upon human cities. With danger closing in, Kate Diaz breaks away to uncover her connection to the enemy as she discovers the true danger to Sarah herself. Hmm. 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 Did you guys play Gears 4? I haven't played Dabbled. Gears in forever. Yeah. It, it like, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, it basically suggested that, like, the main character, the girl, has like some sort of connection to the new threat. Like her grandmother or something like that was actually like one of the monsters uh, mm-hmm. that I alluded to or whatever. So I'm guessing that's what this new one is. It really kind of dives into that. I haven't played it yet. I've heard some. Uh, I heard some good things in terms of uh, accessibility with the game. That it's mm-hmm. like doing really well when it comes to like um, adapting for players who are deaf or hard of hearing and things like that. But I haven't mm-hmm. really heard people talk, and like that's really gorgeous. But I haven't really heard people talk about like the gameplay or if it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm not. I haven't had a chance to dive in. I'm, I'm assuming it is. It's just similar to all the other games. I don't know if they've done anything crazy different. I think it has like an open world as well, and mm. be interested to see how that kind of plays into it. But yeah, I haven't. I, I have it in my queue. I've been meaning to play it this week. I just never got around to it. Uh, it's kind of on. It's on the to do list or whatever. I was. I was enjoying the messenger too much, so I didn't really have time to to cop him. Pick it up. Mm-hmm. I like that the Terminator Two stuff's in here. Oh yeah, I think I have a like a. a Wait, is that Batista? Yeah, the, <laughs> the Drax or yeah, whatever. yeah. I think he, I think he's in it, or he has. There's something with him. Um, it looks like he's just one of the characters. Like he's a model in the game. There you go. I, Man, I, this yeah. one, this one outfit looks like it's from Warhammer. I think there was, I had like a, I bought like cookies or something, like literal, like the food cookies and, and there was some code for gear shit. Like I have, I have a couple mm. codes lying in the house for just random things. I think it like, it, they're getting like, I know they're getting chirped online for kind of the, you know, the, I don't want, I hate the term SJW, but like the people who hate those people, like, cause there's a lot of stuff in there. Like I think they have like. I think I saw a tweet that there's like 15 or 20 different like rainbow flags in there for uh, like for kind of gay pride. Um, mm-hmm. And pe- like, I don't know, I'd, I'd see a lot about the game and, and so far none of it, I'm I'm not seeing anything actually about the game itself. It's just people like, I think it's getting reviewed bomb because it stars like a w- woman and stuff like that. I might, just, I might be, right. I might be like totally wrong. Let me actually, let me just find, I'm also extremely tired. So what do I even, <laughs> what do I even know? Um, I don't know. We're still debating on are we really adults? Yeah, I'm. I've been thinking about that ever since you said it. Really, I know, man. 
it's deep, deep thoughts. Currently at an 85 on Metacritic based on 46 critic reviews and an 8.9 user score. So that seems pretty good to me. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. so no, no one's reviewed. I, maybe I just saw like some isolated things. I know I saw a tweet of someone freaking out about it, but it must be isolated. So I'm guessing it's pretty good. Review score or uh, user score of 8.9 is fairly good. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, check it out. Um, Steve, did you ever play the Gears games or no or no? Yeah, I played the first couple, and then I think Judgment was the last one I beat, and then I started four, but never really finished it. And they just kind of got, you know, burnt out on it. Yeah, sure. It's always but uh, it's it looks very game. good. Yeah. Um. All right, number two. Uh, Steve, you wrote all three of these next stories, so nice. you, why don't you just uh, take it away? Because I'm tired as hell. Yes, sounds good. Uh, so, Chikoroi, A Colorful Tale, uh, currently has less than a week left in its Kickstarter campaign. Uh, if you don't know, it's being developed by a bunch of indies from all over Canada and a couple working remotely from the States. Well, they're all working remotely, but mm-hmm. the reason it connects to Canadian game devs is because it's by Greg Labanov, who's uh, from Philadelphia, but he currently lives in Vancouver, uh, and he made a game last year called Wander Song, which got nominated for several oh, indie awards. Oh, this is the Wander Song guys. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and so he's working with another Canadian indie developer, M. Halberstadt, M. Audible, who is a sound designer on Night in the Woods, uh, Wander Song, Untitled Goose Game, and Iconfell, which is another indie game coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another Vancouver based artist. Alexis Dean Jones, who will be doing a bunch of art on the game. Um, and then not Canadian environmental artist Madeline Berger and composer of Celeste's award-winning original soundtrack, Lena Rain, is the whole team here for this game. And it's got six days left as a time of recording, so by the time you listen to this, probably just a couple days left. And you can go on, and for the minimum pledge of 18 uh, Canadian, that gets you a digital copy of the game. And your name in the credits. Uh, I should check if that's Canadian or not. I'm pretty sure it's says, uh, Canadian. Pledge twenty dollars U.S. or more. Oh, okay, so what I did was I pledged eighteen because there was like an early bird thing. So it's twenty U.S. or more now, which is twenty seven Canadian to get a digital copy of the game. And your name in the credits. Estimated delivery August twenty twenty one. And in my experience with Kickstarters that will most likely change. So that's just <laughs> when they think they'll get it done, they'll probably end up getting a publisher and then want to add a bunch more features to the game. And it might even be like a Christmas 2021 or spring 2022 game, but that's okay. You don't, you don't kickstart games to get them the next week. You kickstart games cause you believe in the team and you want to see it come to fruition. I must say like when I saw this post, I didn't even know this game existed until I saw you tweet about it. Um, or rather that I saw all the notifications from from Twitter. And it looks awesome. Like, it looks so... I love the art style. And, and I didn't know it was the Wonderswan, guys. I've been meaning to pick that game up. I haven't played it. I've heard great things uh, mm-hmm. about Wonderswan. Wonder, Wondersong. Wondersong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, correct. Yeah, so actually that's, that's piqued my interest a little bit more, actually. And I'm looking at it, you know, I'm, I might not kickstart it. Because it's like, it's already crushed its goal. Uh, yeah, it had a goal of thirty, just over under uh, forty thousand. A very strange goal number, actually thirty nine thousand five hundred fourteen, and they're just up uh, 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 over ninety two thousand Canadian. So mm-hmm. I mean, they got it. They're good. They're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might just you know 
Is there is there like a stretch goal for a PS4 copy or anything? I guess PS5 might would be a thing by the time this game comes out. There's currently no stretch goals, and oh, I think that was deliberate to like, because then there's like stuff they want to do, and if they don't meet the stretch goal, but then they end up getting a publisher and get that money anyway, it looks kind of weird. But uh, yeah, they're just this is just to fund development and get you your backer rewards. So yeah, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it looks looks super super dope. Actually, I might. Uh... I'm gonna actually. I think Wonder Swan is on PS4. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look up some some stuff. Well, um, but yeah, Wonder Song is very well written. It, it's so funny. Like genuinely, I played through with my girlfriend so many times in that game. Like the the timing of like the way the text boxes came in. It's similar to Undertale for people who played Undertale, where like they do things with the text box and timing that just make it that much funnier it's really well done and it's very very heartfelt too hmm. um and it's definitely a game like i would play with like my little cousins and stuff because there's move with the left stick and sing with the right stick and it's super easy yeah uh but yeah so this game looks like more cute wonderful little indie delightfulness there you go and did, did they say what um like i see that i see the kickstarter page did they say i guess do they just say steam for now Steam release? I don't even think they said Steam because they might be an Epic Store thing if they get that money. But no, you can wishlist it on Steam. Oh, you can. Okay, cool. Then probably Steam, unless they pull in Ooblets and get a bunch of Epic money and drop the Steam. But I don't know, I don't know if they'll do that. Yeah, that might be a discussion for another episode or maybe later on. But I feel like developers mm-hmm. are going to be afraid of doing that now. Mm-hmm. That was um, not a great time for them. No, not at all. Um, so I, I think they're a little afraid to do that, especially the smaller, the smaller teams. Like because for Ublitz, it was just like a team of three or something, right? It was two to start, and then they got partnered up with Double Fine to publish and help with a bunch of the porting and development and stuff. Yeah, true. and ID at Xbox. They got money from ID at Xbox too. Oh wow! Yeah, so they. Uh... Oh, Wonderson is uh, currently on sale, forty percent off. Oh wow! On, until on when? On PS4 until September seventeenth. So I'm gonna just wish, I'm gonna wishlist this and just kind of sit on it for a little bit. Nice. Uh, probably, right. probably until I'm done my NHL kick. So next up, a uh, bunch of news also from Vancouver. Uh, the developers of Celeste, who were a bunch of remote developers initially have come together to form a studio within studio space in vancouver uh they've called their team extremely okay games which i think is hilarious and their logo is very nice uh quote purveyors of digital amusements is their company mantra Mm. and so they announced that last week uh abbreviated studio name to exok uh they announced what this part what this new studio meant for them on a blog post on their site and it was written by celeste designer matt thorson he said quote the success of celeste has allowed us to set up a lot of things that will make our work better faster easier and more fun uh in the future um so previous to this matt thorson had been making games under the studio name matt makes games uh, when he was just making, quote, games in his mom's basement, end quote. But then he started getting a lot of success and attention with Towerfall Ascension, which was, mm-hmm. I think, an, an Ouya launch exclusive, if yeah, anyone remembers the Ouya. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was, used to be an Ouya exclusive, and yeah, and then it, then it, once Ouya 
quickly uh, died. Passed away. <laughs> it, uh, I think it started jumping ship to different places. I played it on PS4. Yeah, I did too. I love Towerfall. But even on Towerfall, he was working with a team of people, so the name Matt Makes Games didn't really make sense. And then with Celeste, an even bigger team of people, he was like, yeah, this this doesn't really make sense. And so he said in the blog post, quote, I started Matt Make Games when I was working solo in my parents' basement, and I never thought I'd be working on uh, something with such an amazing team with games of this scale. Forming EXOK has allowed us to restructure things in a more equitable fashion so that we can all share ownership over our collective efforts, end quote. So he started the studio uh, with his colleague, Noel Berry, who also worked on his other two games. And they've quote-unquote imported part of the Celeste and Towerfall team from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Uh, so artist and programmer Pedro Medeiros, artist Amora Betney, and their office manager Heidi Mata have all joined them in Vancouver. So I assume that's like applying for work visas and stuff, which Mm -hmm. in my limited experience with that is a huge pain. So they must really, really want to work with these people. And they've started a new project, codename EXOK1 for now. And, uh, quote, we're excited to share more about it when the time is right. Uh, But for now, we're still in the exploratory phase of development, sussing out what this thing wants to be, end quote, which I think is a great way to describe it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, until then, you can sign up for the studio's mailing list, and they have a Discord channel. I hopped on there, and it's a bunch of wonderful people just gushing about Celeste and Towerfall. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, an exciting new studio. Did he make anything between Towerfall and Celeste, or was that the... Well, he made the original Game Jam prototype for Celeste, but no, he was pretty much just working on Celeste full-time. Sure. Yeah, where all of them were, because it was him, Noel Berry, Lena Rain, and... Uh, the three contractors from Brazil. Oh, Celeste is older than I thought. I didn't really. It came out January twenty fifth, twenty eighteen. So the very start of last year. So it's almost been two years. <laughs> I thought it was. I mean, I'm just thinking of the PS4 release or something. But I thought it was like very recently. Um, no, it came out day and date. Um, PC, PS4, and Switch, and then it came oh. to Xbox later in the year. Oh, well, <laughs> shows how much I know. There's <laughs> too many games, man. You can't keep track of them all. I know. And so again, I think I said in the last episode because you're really high on Celeste, right? It's like you said, oh, it's one of my favorite games. Yeah, yeah. Um, it I it it's another like to do. It's on my to do list or whatever. Like it's something else that I've been mean to jump into because when I played, I and I to be fair, I've only played maybe a total of like a half hour, um, of it. It just didn't grab me right away, but. I'm in a platformer mood uh, mm. right now, and and I can really go for a good platformer. Um, so I so it's it's definitely like when I say to do list, I mean like this week I'm going to play it, and I actually almost Ooh, copped nice. it like right because I have it on my Xbox as part of I think it was like a Xbox. It was a game with gold. Yeah, yeah. so I, I have it for that. Um, so it's it's definitely it, next week I'll I'll have more to say on Celeste, which I'm nice. sure will just be repeating what everyone has been saying for the last <laughs> few years, but. Uh, I'm excited to kind of dive into it. And I'll be streaming on twitch.tv slash so Yeah, yeah, Celeste is like, I think a good way to describe it to people, at least I found, is Celeste is to platformers what Cuphead was to Bullet Hells. And it just is the perfect version of that, or one of the most perfect versions of that experience, I think. That's mm. how, how I've described it to friends. <laughs> Brett, did you play Celeste? Uh, not yet. No. Eventually, I'll get around to it. We bought some too games. Many games. We bought some games last time. Are you going to buy a game right now? No. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still playing the Messenger. So yeah, yeah, true. 
and we'll have more to say on that for sure um mm -hmm. and i think uh oh wait there's one there's still a celeste then or did you mention this i didn't so in the same blog post where they announced this new studio they announced the release date for their farewell dlc except it's not dlc it's a free update to celeste called celeste chapter nine colon farewell it's coming out monday september September 9th, um, so probably out by the time you're listening to this, and it's free to everyone who owns the game. To play it, you just need to have beaten Chapter 8. Uh, it features over 100 new levels, as well as 40 minutes of new music from Lena Rain, who won a Game Award for the soundtrack for Celeste last year. Um, it'll feature, quote, several brand new mechanics and items to discover and play with, according to level designer Matt Thorson. Um, they said it might come late to Xbox one because they're having trouble porting but if it's not there on monday they're working on it as fast as possible so they apologize in advance and this also means that they will now begin production of the limited run game physical copies of celeste which had been delayed to make sure they could get the content on the disc because um, their whole thing is like preserving games just in case like what if a storefront goes down you can still play it if you had the hardware and so they wanted to have the dlc content on the physical copy uh, and I ordered one of those actually, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, and it's it looks like a beefy thing. Cause I saw it, you you wrote in your post you wrote uh, or that they wrote I guess that, that they'll have a hundred levels, um, mm -hmm. which is definitely uh, I don't know how many levels are in the original game. But that seems beefy. Is chapter eight far into the game? Like, is chapter eight the last chapter? Chapter eight is technically the second last chapter because there's some like end game stuff, mm -hmm. but um. Yeah, so I think the original game had a little over 700 levels. So this is essentially a whole new... Like, it's essentially another chapter. Like, if the original eight chapters had 100 levels each, this has another 100 levels. So it's like a whole new chapter in the game. Totally free, which... And it was interesting, because Matt Thorson was doing some interviews this week, and he was talking to IGN, and they asked him about you know, setting a precedent for free DLC for indie games. And we saw this with Dead Cells this year, released a massive update to the game, totally for free. Enter the Gungeon released a massive update, totally free. And Matt Thorson was, was quick to point out, he was like, I don't want this to be a precedent for indie games and gamers to expect massive free updates to indie games because that's not possible for everybody. And I wouldn't look down on anyone who charged for that content. But he's like, we, we were so blown away by the success of the game. And it just put us in a spot where we could give it out for free to people who own the game that that's what we were going to do. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a really interesting thing to say. And because I'd been comparing, you know, some AAA games that release not even that good DLC packs for a lot of money to mm -hmm. indie games that do it for free. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, you, you don't need to charge so much for such little content. But when it comes to other indie games, I think he made his, he was quick to point out that this isn't possible for everybody. And so game by game basis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think actually it's funny. It's funny because I think I we mentioned the Ooblets then. Like, I think they even said something like, we don't want to be the uh, or no, sorry. There was another developer when the Ooblets thing was happening. There was another developer that basically said, that they won't be joining Epic Game Store because Epic Game Store basically told them that they had to. Yeah, they had exclusive. to be exclusive. And then all the like, you know, people who people who are really kind of a, dying on this hill were just like, um, really pumping up that developer. And he was just like, no, 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 I don't want 
to be like the spokesperson for this like it, it every developer is kind of different and so what made sense for him in his game and i wish i could remember the game um doesn't might not necessarily make sense for other people in their games because like they had already like i guess he was mentioning the timing was just weird because they had people kind of pre-order the game on steam already and didn't want to do that and there was ads out there already that was saying i was on steam and and epic would uh was forcing them basically to not be on steam they had to be like exclusive for a certain time so <clears throat> it's funny that like in the span of like a couple of weeks both like some major shifts i guess for some of these indies are just saying like no i don't want to be the spokesperson for this and then and the, set the precedent but you know, every game's kind of different, and I think that's... So, the game was Dark, D-A-R-Q, and um, I'm trying to find out who who the developer was, but yeah, just in case people are curious. And he wrote a Medium post explaining his reasoning. Unfold Games is the name of the studio. Uh, and yeah, they were like, we have promised... It was, we promised it to people... I think they had a Kickstarter, Yeah, I think. And yeah, so he was like, we don't want to go back on that and that's like he's like that's my decision and i don't look down on ooblets for making a different decision because i don't know their finances or what they need to make this project and he mentions like in his post he's like i don't lift me up as whatever i'm just doing something that i believe in the ooblets did something they believe in there's room for both of those yeah for sure um i'm just wanna speaking of the epic game store wasn't celeste free on it last week yes celeste and inside were free last week and this week is two new they're doing two free indie games every week which i just they're just throwing money at this trying to compete with steam but oh, what are the free games this week one of them is i'm just loading up that big game store right now i have all these so so big so big announcement in the world of steve i bought a new laptop and like Ooh, it's, a, it's a fairly beefy i'm told it's a fairly beefy laptop that will do well mm-hmm. uh, don't ask me details i don't know the, my <laughs> colleague at work told me abzu and the end are the free games this week hey those are two pretty great games so the end is the, nigh. En- the, the end is nigh. that's a the meat boy team oh is it abzu, yeah. abzu is great uh mm-hmm. i think i was talking about that last time where it was like it's kind of like or we're i was comparing it with um a short hike just because it's one of those games of just like kind of the journey or whatever like you there's no like real challenge to it you're just kind of like swimming around i liked abzu a lot that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. uh i will not share my email i'm just going to buy these um i forgot what i was saying oh so i bought a beefy laptop and i'm very excited to kind of dive into some pc games because i haven't played pc games and and really welcome f- back freaking long time and uh, my friend and I have already picked our World of Warcraft classic characters, and and oh and, god, and uh, we're we're on the horde, and very excited about all that. Um, I don't need to buy abs. I might as well just get it. What's the harm? Um, so so that I get that at the end of the month. So I'm very very excited about that because I have PC games that I've just been given throughout the years, and that I've also purchased just kind of throughout the years, but. Mm-hmm. You know, looking at my looking at my Epic Game Store, I have seven games, and only one of them is works on OS, which is Celeste. So, mm. uh, so yeah, PSA that the end is nigh, and Abzu are free uh, up until the twelfth, and then it's some game called Canarium. Canarium, I don't know how to pronounce that. I've never heard of that one either. Yeah, so hopefully it's not Canadian. Um, <laughs> Brett, did you did you get a chance to play Celeste at all, or no? No, 
I've never I've never played it. It's it's just been sitting around on my to do list. Yeah, same. To the, buy it and play it. The to do list, the backlog, these are real things. So. <laughs> yeah, the, my backlog's too nuts. So we all have our crosses to bear. Every time I think I'm making strides towards it, like we basically we get into this time of year now where it's just like I'm this month I was like okay I won't buy anything because the baby's coming along you know mm-hmm. I'm just gonna and then I'm like oh well Borderlands three is coming out oh and Angel ten is really dope uh, oh and the Legend of Zelda remake comes out and those are oh just, man those are just I'm the so AAA games that. so I'm not even like counting games that go on sale indie games that might be cheaper the two free games I just picked up um, it's a real challenge so. Cool. Um, I think that's it for the news. Unless uh, Steam and Brett, if there's anything that we might have missed that you might know about. Mm, nope. It's going to be fall in a couple of weeks. I know we're going to have a lot. It's exciting. I don't know. It's already kind of chilly over here in Ontario. So mm, it rained yesterday or last night here. So it's like rain season's on the way. That's what they say. It's like the countdown to rain and gray because it doesn't snow here. It just rains. So they're like, yeah, get the sun while you can. Yeah. I, my brother lived in Vancouver for three or four years. Actually, maybe longer. Actually, mm. yeah, four or five years. And it, he called it like it's basically Raincouver for like October, November and early December. It just rains every single day. Uh, you don't see the sun. You'll forget that it exists. And uh, mm-hmm. you just have to deal with it. So yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. So have fun with that. I will. All right. Um, I guess we can just go back go talk about the games we've been playing. Mm. Mm. Steven, what have you been playing? Sounds like good. My phone out. <laughs> I've been playing some more match land. Like every day I log in, do it. Have you guys played it since last week? Yeah. Can I give it a I, shot? Yeah, I gave it a shot. I've, I've been playing it. Yeah, yep. do you like it? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I think I'm slowing down on it now. I, I was like very kind of in tuned and, and uh, game, playing a lot. I haven't beat the first world. I'm maybe at like eighty percent or whatever. Um, but yeah, I I think I'm, I'm I think I'm slowing down and, and I probably won't play it that much going forward now. But I did enjoy it for the last week or so. How about you, Britt? Uh, I I play it every now and then. Nice. Just when I feel like playing a puzzle game, I'm like, ah. All right, I'll just quickly play this quick. It's it's a it's a game like it's just every other game. Ooh, I disagree. But anyway, I've also well, been playing. <laughs> it kind of is. It's just like every other puzzle game. Like I oh, like, but the it's so pretty. Yeah, That's nice. But it has a certain level of polish and I think love put into the game that I've never seen in another mobile match game. Well, I play a lot of these. That's and... fair. Yeah. <laughs> To me, it's just another mobile match game. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. They put Cartoon Network graphics and characters. Cool. Same shit. <laughs> that, that, that's fair. I, I don't play a lot of mobile games, so compared to the ones I do play, it's probably why I think it's a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've also been playing uh, Smash Bros because the new Fighters came out, and I have my Switch with me, which is all I have on the road, so... Uh, been playing. They added Sans. Oh my gosh! They they didn't think it could be done, but those madmen put Sans in the game and Megalovania. So mm. that that's fun. He's not a real fighter. He's just a skin for one of the me fighters. Oh, is he? Oh, I was wondering. Yeah. I, I saw that. And I was like, wait, they didn't announce that fighter. Like, I just see. I just saw. Like, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was like an assist trophy or something like that that they added. 
No, so he's like a because they've done a bunch of other characters from popular games like as me fighter skins, and so he's mm-hmm. just a me fighter skin, but he comes with uh, the Megalovania song from Undertale, and it's a remix too, actually by Toby Fox. And there's a cool thing on Twitter because like Toby Fox made Undertale, and apparently he just like became friends with Sakurai, and they like went for a car ride together, and then he like got Sans in the game, which I think is funny. And uh, but the actual fighter is Banjo and Kazooie, which one of my favorite games growing up because mm-hmm. my aunt had her N64 when she lived with us, and so that was like one of the first games I remember playing. And it, they did a really good job. The music's great. They had like ten or fifteen songs from the original Banjo, and the stage is really cool. It's the witch's like mountain, and the character feels really great. Like when you start running faster, you go onto Kazooie's back like you do in the games and like sprint and you mm-hmm. use Kazooie to like launch eggs and use golden feathers to dash through people so it, it's really they did a good job and yeah I've been playing that I'm just happy I was excited about the Terry announcement so oh yeah I think no one really that I knew had ever heard of that character before so it was funny watching everyone google like what's SNK what's this game yeah I I never played I knew of the existence but I never uh, I only mm-hmm. played the Turbo Graphics um, like or wait sorry it's not Turbo Graphics it's uh, Neo Geo Neo Geo I, I don't think I played Neo Geo actually I played Turbo Graphics but um, I, I just knew of it I thought it was King, mm-hmm. King of Fighters originally I didn't realize that there was like all these different other I thought like every I thought all the fighting games were just King of Fighters from back then um, oh I see I didn't, yeah. So, I I knew of that character, but I don't know anything mm-hmm. about the character. And right. So when they picked that one, I was just like, oh, it's why aren't you? Why can't you just play pick Goku? <laughs> That's the whole I want. I just want Goku. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I don't even have the the season pass, or whatever. Like I don't, I'm not a big Smash guy, so I don't know if I'll ever really pick it up. Um, maybe once all the DLC is done, and then I'll just pick it up just to kind of have it all, but. Yeah, I, that that last character, I was just like, eh, I don't, I don't know who this is. <laughs> yeah, that he was like that. He's like for the diehards. It's just like, oh snap! This I wasn't expecting to see that ever in my life. Yeah, I'm sure for a Neo Geo fan, like it would be, it's like a dream come true. Like you, <laughs> you wouldn't ever think that this would make a comeback. Yeah, it, it's like such for it's yeah, it's for a very specific age demographic, <laughs> where I'm just like, oh snap, they're doing that. Did you have a Neo Geo back in the day, or? Nope, I would just go to the arcade and play. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I'd play like uh, King of Fighters and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, like the local video store had a Neo Geo machine, arcade machine. So that's kind of where I got my uh, SNK fix. Oh yeah, Samurai Showdown was the other like big one. Yep. Like there was a yeah, couple I... of big fighting franchises on that system because it was basically just an arcade machine. Yeah, that's all it was. Oh man, Samurai Showdown was so much fun. And there was like another one called like uh, uh, World Warriors or World Heroes or something like that. It was just like another fighting game that just had crazy characters in it. That's all it was. Yeah, that's man. That's all Neo Geo ever came out with was just tons of like over the top crazy games. Yeah, so the the things that the Wikipedia highlights: several successful video game series were released on platforms such as Fatal Fury, Art of the Fighting, Art of Fighting, Samurai Showdown, The King of Fighters, which are all fighting games, and then Metal Slug, which uh, I actually forgot Metal Slug even existed. How dare you! <laughs> I mean, it's like a cra- Metal Slug was always kind of like a crappier contra to me. Wow! <laughs> wow! Am I wrong? I don't... 
yeah, man, I don't even know who I'm talking to right now. <laughs> whatever. You're just making up. You're just making up stuff just to rile me up. That's no, all it is. Come on, whatever. Classic Steve. Classic Steve. All right, whatever. I'm used to this now. You're just like, oh, I'm just gonna say stuff. <laughs> that means nothing. <laughs> last one was last Metal Slug was Metal Slug XX, which came out on PlayStation Portable in 2009, but has been ported since then to, mm. to Steam and PlayStation 4. Yeah, great series. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Brett, what have you been playing? Um, let me see. I well, I've been playing uh, the Messenger, yes, um, which is fun. We'll talk about that one later. But then on my phone, I've been playing a lot of this game called uh, Arch Hero. It's oh yeah, like, same. Okay, welcome to the club, Steve. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, yeah, sorry. Talk about it. So yeah, I've been playing a lot of that game. Um, it's pretty good. I enjoy it. It, it reminds me of like uh, uh, what's the game Binding of uh, Binding of Isaac. Just the the replayability factor of it and how it always generates a new ability and stuff like that. Mm. So it has a lot of Binding of Isaac elements to it, which is pretty good. Um, do I recommend it? Yes. For the well, for those who fun. haven't heard of it, can you want to just describe it? Oh, Steve! <laughs> Everyone should have heard of this game by now. Or I can so describe it if you want. Whatever, if you want. To. It's pretty much you're a hero. It's a action adventure game, kind of a top down Zelda esque experience with which is also the Binding of Isaac experience. Um, you're a hero. You it's pretty much just run around dungeons. Um, whenever you run, you don't shoot. When you release your character, he starts shooting. So there's a, not a lot of strategy in it, but you have to dodge a lot of stuff that shoots at you. So I guess it also has like that uh, uh, twin stick feel to it. Yeah, that's pretty much the whole game. And you just keep completing levels after levels, and you have one life. So when you die, uh, you restart, and you do it all over again. And like you keep increasing your character's abilities and powers so you can get stronger, so you can get through these levels. Like I'm on level two. And the best I've done is, like, 40 of the levels. Like, it's 50 stages for each one. So I'm on, like, I've done World 2 to level 40 in one run. So now I'm just like, oh, I have to grind out some more so I can get to 50 and then do get on to level 3. And that's pretty much how the whole game plays. And it's pretty good time sync. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I drop a couple of minutes into it all the time. It's pretty fun. I would recommend it. It should be on both both iPhone and well, you have it, right? So you have iOS. Yeah. yeah. So it's on both things. I would recommend everyone get it and play it. Yeah. No, I, I like it. Uh, yeah, same thing. It's, it's one of those games where it's very easy to kind of just play a match or two and just kind of mm-hmm. you know, get your uh, kind of level up a little bit, get some new things. Uh, I find that I'm kind of at the point now where it's very hard to progress unless I drop some, some cash. Yeah, my friend is at that point too. He's he's mentioned it where he's like, "Oh, I've had to put the, I put a little bit of money into this game now." I got the, like, oh. I got I got the first bundle which is like 3 bucks whatever. I I usually that's as far as I usually go when it comes to like mobile games. I I'll drop the mm-hmm. they always have like the introductory bundle that just gets you kind of a, a leg up on the early stages. Yeah. Um and then I usually I don't go any further than that. Mhm. As most people do. Yeah. As yeah. And then <laughs> And I'm playing a whole bunch of other interesting little mobile games right now, like this game called Rope Rescue, um, which is just pretty much, you know, make a rope, attach it to two points, and try not to die. 
yeah, that's the whole game. <laughs> like a puzzle game or whatever? Yeah, it's kind of like a pu- yeah, it's a puzzle game, I would say. Yeah, true. Yeah. This I have just too many too many games on my phone right now. I downloaded uh, Mr. Bullet, which is just like one of those bullet physics games where you just Oh, Google. I've seen that one. It's so silly, but it's fun. Like it's just a simple it's it's an alright game, yeah. Yeah. Um so let's talk about the messenger then. What? Well, I mean, are you done talking about the games you've been playing? Yeah. So we can talk about the games I've been playing. Oh, okay. I thought you were going into great detail about this game. The Messenger? Yeah, I thought we were going to do it as a review. Re- oh, review? are we here? Okay, we'll do that. How far, well, how, thought, fa- how far are you? I'm almost done. Okay, all right, we'll wait then. It's a good game. <laughs> yeah, The Messenger is a good game. I'm, I am enjoying it. Um, other than Messenger, which I did Platinum this week, uh, although I'm not going to go back to the DLC. We were talking about free DLC earlier. I don't know how big the DLC is for the Messenger, but I'm, I'm kind of, I've had my fix. I'm, I'm, I moved on. Um, mm. The only other game I played this week is really NHL 20 because uh, EA Access ha- uh, came out. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, EA Access has like a 10 hour like free trial for the game. And uh, da- like, damn it, they're, they're, the subscription works because I had no interest in really buying this game or, or very faint interest in like buying. But now that I've played, you know, five hours or so of it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll buy it, obviously. Um, mm. I haven't played an NHL game in since like 2015 i think might have been the last one i got or 16 right um but yeah it's like for you know that's the way to do with the sports games you kind of skip every two or three years because then Mm -hmm. the jump just feels like way better because like yeah the game is just super silky smooth like it is it's a lot of fun it's just it's it's great i mean there's nothing different about it than the other nhl games i'm sure but it's just it's really like polished and and just kind of like very fine-tuned and i'm having a blast with like the uh, hockey unlimited team that's my dog barking in the background uh and then they added some more kind of like or at least they i don't know when they added these but since the last time i played they've added uh kind of like more um like one-on-one-on-one uh type of thing where where, where there's just one goalie and it, you're against two other people but everyone's kind of against each other um right. just more arcadey kind of situations mm-hmm. uh which are a really blast and so you know these games are always better with people too so I'm, I, I jumped online played a bit i'm terrible i've lost every single online match i've played how um, many people want to have sex with your mom uh no one actually very so my experience with playing online nhl has always been positive i've i've barely I remember anyone kind of saying rude things really <laughs> yeah and and i i even played against someone who was streaming as well so we both joined each other's streams and whatnot and and he mm-hmm. was he was a really nice dude like everyone i played is is pretty uh pretty good so far they're just like way better than me at the game so yeah. I, I just get crushed and i think there's some balancing going on where you know they'll score like two or three goals pretty early on and then it's a little bit harder for them to score um i think there's a little bit of that going on but mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 awesome it has awesome matthews and i there is a trophy uh even though i just fired steven from from the website <laughs> um there is a trophy uh where you have to score a goal as a mascot which i haven't gotten yet uh, and the hmm. reason why I fired Steven is because someone tweeted that what do you, what was the tweet? Achievement. So no, no Barry, <laughs> who is one of the designers on Celeste, said achievements lead to bad game design, and the only reason they exist is to keep you locked into specific platforms. And that's true. Tell me what about that is not true? I don't know. I, I, I don't agree. know if it leads to bad game design. It definitely locks you into a specific platform. 
Oh, man, I, I feel it more in AAA games than in indie games. And I, I've seen some really funny uses of trophies and achievements in indie games, like, you know, fourth wall breaking stuff. Yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, in, and I think you can blame Assassin's Creed if you go back far enough for just horrible, time-consuming trophies and achievements. Okay, let's not talk ill of Assassin's Creed like that. Okay. <laughs> but you are correct. I mean... I'll, I'll never forget the feather quests. I got all the feathers, dude. I got that platinum trophy for Assassin's Creed 2, and I realized at the end of it all that I'd wasted so much time. <sighs> yeah, Assassin's Creed is like the only series I ever platinum, ever. I mean, they've had Orton, collectibles so. before, like GTA, not like in packages and stuff, and... Yeah, but these are, like, inherently designed to keep you playing. They're stupid. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's for for achievements, though. I think that was, especially when Assassin's Creed was coming out, that was when a lot of, like, hate around GameStop and EB Games was going on to to not get people to trade in their games. And so it was making, it was the idea of lengthening your game by any means necessary so that they, so people trade it in much later and, and, mm. and don't trade in. I don't think it leads to, I don't think it's because of the achievements. I think it was because of the used game market back then. And the people making these, like, game design choices are also making the achievements. It's not like one or, the, it's not like one team says, like, okay, we need achievement to have this or whatever. Like, sorry, I'm Well, saying. point is, Steam in your five. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I agree with you. Yeah, whatever. Thank you. I hate when people are like, "Hey, man, we got to design achievements now." And it's just like, "Ugh, we got to <laughs> shoehorn these in for Steve." <laughs> hey, man. Whatever. It does keep you locked to a system, though, because there's definitely been times where, like, Dude, even you just got a PC. I know. I'm screwed. And, like, I've been telling you forever to get one. And you're like, I can't, man. I got all my trophies on my PlayStation. No, but that's... We can go go back to the episode vaults. For sure you've said that (laughs) multiple times. I'm sure, but I've never been a big PC gamer guy. However, I will say that with Xbox Game Pass, like, there's games on there that I want on PS4, like Prey and Wolfenstein and Celeste and all these games where Mm. I'm just like, ah, like, goddammit, I wish these were just on PS4. So I can just play them, but it's not to the point where I won't play them. More mm-hmm. more often than not, I'm not playing a game because of of like time. But then mm-hmm. I also will uh, prioritize PS4 games over P- uh, like Xbox games. So it's a little bit of both. I will give you right. that. But whatever. All right, I win. <laughs> wait, why do you wait? Why do you win? Steve was the one who originally brought it up. Well, you know what? I came to Steve's defense as a defense lawyer would, and the lawyer would win. So I won. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, that's the CanadianGameDose.com podcast. Best podcast in the world. Where we talk it's about all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's harsh. Uh, I know we keep saying this at the end of each episode, but we're going to do. I'm just extremely tired, so I'm. I'm like, I, I, I might just go to bed right now, to be honest. Uh, we're going to go. We're going to do the, a short hike next week, and maybe uh, Brett, you'll be done the messenger by then. Uh, we can do that, so stay tuned to that. That'll be on patreon.com slash Canadian Game Devs. Brad, if, if people want to know what you're up to, follow you and, and stalk you, where can they do that? Uh, they can stalk me on all social media platforms at Brett Meeser. And uh, Steve, if people want to stalk you and know what you're up to, where can they do that? 
Um, I'm at Stephen Riley on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok now. Guys, I had a TikTok blow up this week. I didn't tell you about that, but it got like oh 160,000 views in like 10 hours, and it was pretty cool. What'd you do? I did a sort of meme about the Undertale character in Smash, and people liked it. It connected with the kids. So, yeah, I have like 600 new followers and like 150,000 views on TikTok now. So, Where the hell is TikTok? Oh, boy. Oh. Steve, next episode. Next episode. Yeah, next episode. Per Canadian game devs on TikTok or something. Oh, I don't God. know if we have the right content for that. It's more. No, we'll we'll discuss this. But anyway, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Stephen Riley. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, and just Google Canadian game devs and just go wherever that Google tells you to go. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're, we obviously have the site. We have the podcast. Make sure you review and, and rate the podcast wherever you can download it. Go to patreon.com slash Canadian game devs if you feel like supporting the site. Uh, join the Discord. Uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, we will see you next week. Bye. See you guys.